You're going to need to ask that question again because I believe it stopped. And be more firm, Brad. Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Often when you pray for people, yeah. you But okay. if you want to ask that again. Yeah. Should I? Maybe, may, maybe just. Back to the prayer ministry. Yeah. Just Jeff, you often Maybe really, really zone say, in on it a little bit. You know, it doesn't have to be as long. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, when you pray for people, you often say you get a picture. Maybe really hone in. Try hone it. in on try what you're again. trying to say. Try it again, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he is so mad right He's now. So mad at me right now. Put Don't out. hit him, Brad. Brad, stop crying. John Mark Durow, and as usual, I'm joined inside of Four Stream Studios by Mr. Jonathan Haves and Mr. Brad Brown. How are you all doing today? Do, doing good, man. It's good to have you back, brother. It's good to be back. Yeah, it's, it's just good. Yeah, I was gone last week with Jeremy Moore, Joseph Wolski, and Andrew Thompson. We were playing a summer camp in kind of the middle of nowhere outside of the Coe River, and uh, so there was very little cell service but uh we had a great great time and it's just nice to be back at home yeah that's great i want to ask you guys a question i've been thinking about something okay so recently i've been going through the mission impossible movies and all how many are there now there are there's six six at least there's I, a new one coming out next year by the way i very okay. vividly remember watching the first one when i was young right right i don't, I don't know that i've seen i don't know that i've seen i don't it? i don't know that i've seen past Two, wow! Maybe. I don't oh, know. Oh, dude, they're they're great. You definitely need to watch say, them. I would yeah. say worth it. 100%. Yeah, I, I need to work okay. through those. Well, so then, Jonathan, good. you may not be able to respond. Okay, it might just be John Mark. But so in the second movie, the masks thing comes in, where essentially the characters can put on a mask and change their voice and essentially become another character, that, like fool. That that's in play in the first movie, isn't it? Maybe at the very end of the first yeah. movie, that because. The dude. All right, spoilers, everybody. <laughs> the 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 guy that like dies at the very yes. beginning of the movie turns out to be the villain of the whole thing, right? And and yes, I feel like there was a mask situation involved. Anyway, it's it's man, there might be a mask situation, but here's the thing: okay. I'm not one of these people that are like, this is so unrealistic. I hate this in movies. I tend to not do that. Yeah, you got to suspend belief. Yeah, man. I just enter into the movie, but I think the mask thing it just kind of got to me last night because it's just kind of a hey. How do we make this plot interesting, or how do we create conflict? And it's like this guy can just put on a mask and become another person, and people don't know. It just seems a little too much for me. Like, there's no way we could get to the place with prosthetics where you, like, John Mark, could put on a, my like my face in a mask, yeah, no, and I, then alter his voice to be exactly like my voice, and nobody be like, something feels kind of weird. Yeah, I totally, is Brad shorter? Like, I. I <laughs> I totally agree. I think that if you're going to do this in a movie, you've got to go the much more realistic route of surgically removing John Travolta's face and putting it on, swapping it with Nicolas Cage's face. That's the much more realistic route to go. I'd be fine with that. I'm 100% fine with that. John Mark, what do you think? I, you tend to push back. 
To be honest, the first two Mission Impossibles I haven't seen in such a long time that I yeah. have no commentary on it whatsoever. Okay. Here's how I feel, <laughs> having not watched any of these kinds of things. Like, my my thing with movies and people that just... I, I, I'm totally fine with YouTube videos that, like, break down plot holes and make fun yeah, of the yeah, different yeah. things. Because it's just funny. It's for entertainment yeah. and all that. But people who are really like, this is so stupid. This couldn't happen in real life. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, why do you watch movies? No, and, yeah. I'm, and, I'm, the, and I'm totally there with you. The I'm totally point there with is, you. Is we get to watch Tom Cruise do crazy stunts. That's right. Well, I think that's the thing. And that's the that's what makes them like the trailer for the new Mission Impossible movie yeah. was awesome because I'm sitting there waiting to watch Top Gun in the theater, the new Top Gun, which is really stinking. I've heard good. it's amazing. And here comes the Mission Impossible trailer, and sure enough, it's Tom Cruise. And you know what he's doing in the trailer? He is running full blast. He's like a 59-year-old man running faster than I probably ever could. And that is the essence of Tom Cruise in a blockbuster action movie. Listen, listen. It's great, and I'm all for it. I think it was just the mask thing that I needed to process verbally. This was supposed to be a quick... I go y'all to the go movies. Back, y'all go back I, and watch them. I go to the movies to enter into a fantasy world. All right, I, I want... To see, I want Tom Cruise from the movies. All right, I don't want reality. Tom Cruise in reality is much freakier than Tom Cruise mm-hmm. in the movies. Okay, I, I no, for sure. I think for me to you know not move on from this is that it just feels like a little lazy to me. It feels a little lazy to me in regards to the plot because I love the movie so much. Okay, all right, I'm I want done. I want you to rewrite your your do some fan does, fiction. Does anybody have any thoughts on Re- this email? In? The, all right. <laughs> Sean Mark just said no. That conversation's over. The only reason I chose this is because in the intro, you brought up Mission Impossible 2, and this is my favorite thing for Mission Impossible 2. What does that remind me of? Just that lick. It almost feels like I'm listening to like... That feels strangely akin to Metallica, I was about to say. JM's album of the week, which is a product of Brad's random conversation about the Mission Impossible movies is the single from the motion picture Mission Impossible 2 I Disappear by the band Metallica and uh, did you not have an album until two seconds ago I didn't have an album I was going to choose something else and then you brought up Mission Impossible 2 and I said well now I have to feature this song because it's amazing there it is so this is my album of the week it's just a single it came out in uh, actually came out in 2000 I guess is when that movie came out so yeah, Metallica, I Disappear. It's Dude, one, of, one of my favorite songs of theirs. I, I don't care. Underrated, very underrated song. I don't care theirs. what anybody says. James Hatfield, man. I I still dig the dude's voice. Oh, yeah. Listen to that. Isn't he, like, classically trained, too? He actually blew his voice out in uh, the mid, well, the early 90s, and he did go to a voice teacher okay, yeah, and yeah. Got received proper training and warm ups so yeah. that he would no longer blow his voice out. I'd, I'd heard somewhere that he like had experience like with classical like operatic training. Yeah, there's a great bonus feature on the uh, on their 
uh, symphony DVD that they did where he's in the back and uh, backstage and he's warming up with his tape. It's the same <laughs> tape that he got in like 1992. He still warms up with that tape. So. Nice. Anyways, that's the single. Brad, do you have a book for this week? I just might. Oh, I do want to let everyone know that uh, Sir Jeff Stallcup just walked into the room. Welcome. I was Jeff. wondering if we we're going to acknowledge his presence. Yep. Yep. Just like everybody else. <laughs> We've been waiting for this day, sir. I've been kind of dreading it. <laughs> Welcome all. Welcome Jeff, Jonathan, John, Mark, my faithful viewers, fans, to another edition of Bradford's Book Club. This week, I have a book from Down Under, from Australia. It's a book written by Mark's... Isn't he Australian? Isn't Mark Sarah's Australian? Okay. Uh, yes. yes. I was like 98% sure. I... Yeah, I guess yeah, he is Australian. Australian. Is he Australian or New Zealand? I'm right, looking we'll, it up. We'll have the team. We'll have our team fact check that. But he's just written a book. He's written a lot of books, but he has just written a book titled "A Non-Anxious Presence." Doesn't that just sound nice when you say that? A non-anxious presence. A non-anxious anxious presence. How a changing and complex world will create a remnant of renewed Christian. Leaders, and if you've never heard Mark Sayers speak before, Jeff, have you heard Mark Sayers speak before? Have you ever listened to This Cultural Moment or any other podcast where a very intelligent Australian man was talking about Christianity and culture in a way that's very compelling? I like all culture, so no. <laughs> well, Jeff, you need to check it out. I really think you'd like it. Actually, it sounds only slightly better than listening to Metallica. Well. And I, th I believe that Mark comes from a charismatic background. Is that correct, John Mark? You can fact check me on that. Maybe. Why are you just throwing out these random things about Mark Sayers you can't validate? I, Seems I'm, like it. I'm, I'm, feeling, on, I'm I, feeling overly confident. I'm today. on his website, and his about page doesn't say that he himself is from Australia, but he is the senior pastor of Red Church in Melbourne, Australia. So he definitely there lives there. He's probably from Australia. Okay, yeah. yeah. I think so. So Colin Hansen that just... Preach at Shades Valley, yeah. wrote on the back cover of this book. Oh, cool. I actually don't know if it's on the back cover because I'm holding a digital copy of the he book wrote, right he now. He wrote a blurb. He wrote a, a blurb. blurb. And he says that at one point a non, in A Non-Anxious Presence, I couldn't stop underlining and marking up the copy with stars and exclamation points. Mark Sayers has given us a leadership book that we badly need for these complicated times. I'm planning to share it with the leaders I serve Essentially what Mark Sayers does in this book is what Mark Sayers does so well, which is looking at our current cultural moment through a Christian lens, through a sociological lens, psychological lens, and really um, giving insight in how we are to live as the people of Christ in this very moment. And so I've, I've benefited greatly from Mark we're on a first name basis, Jeff, if you didn't know. And I think you will too. So check it out. A Non-Anxious Presence by Mark Sayers. I just want to know why Colin hadn't recommended the book to us yet. I don't know. Come on, fulfill your, Come on, Colin. Fulfill your, fulfill your book blurb, Colin. You, you've been called out. Oh, anyway. Nah, great wreck. That yeah. sounds are awesome. You are you going to read it, Jeff? Jeff, you can read. I right? feel like I just read it. Oh, my word. I read about it. I'll read about as much as you just read. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Before we obviously do our meet a member yeah. episode this that we have be, for this is today, be good. Uh, let's take a trip, John Mark, down to uh, the old email <laughs> corridor. The email 
corridor. Jeff has never emailed in. Nope. He has not. Y'all delete all my emails. So oh, my word. That. All right. Well, we have actually been saving, sitting on two uh, different emails because we wanted John Mark to be here to participate in these. The first email comes in from a frequent visitor to the email corridor, and that would be one Miss uh, Mrs. Tanisha Garnier. Welcome. She says, just finished this week's episode. Now, she's referring to our track-by-track breakdown of the Andy Squires album, Poet Priest. Just finished this week's episode, and of course, I have thoughts. I'll try to go in order. Doug, she's referencing Doug Abernathy. Doug's request for the prayer-slash-altar-call music and manipulation episode sounds super interesting. What do any of you guys know about... Solfeggio? Solfeggio? Do y'all know how to pronounce this? No. Just say it confidently. Yeah. Solfeggio uh, frequencies. Randomly came across while looking for sleep meditation on YouTube, and it took me right back to dimly lit youth group conferences and Sunday evening guest preacher slash prophets and scared the crap out of me as a kid. Almost hypnotic slash power of suggestion stuff. Kind of creepy, kind of fascinating. Also, this video sums up things nicely, and she sent us a YouTube link. I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. Have y'all? I haven't watched it yet. Sorry, Tanisha. We will get to it, Tanisha. Yeah, and, and just we'll, so you know that uh, we are making plans for that episode, actually. Yeah, and I w- and here's what I'll say, just real briefly, is that I'm not going to go in. We're we're going to do a full episode on this, but my quick reaction to the questions that we've been getting about musical manipulation and things like that, my my quick summary, my quick answer is that. There's not any music that I've listened to that is not in some way emotionally manipulative. And that does not necessarily mean that that is a bad thing. But I can't think of any music that does not manipulate emotions in some way. I, I just can't. Yeah, that's it, just where I stand. It, it, well, and, and what's funny is that that word manipulate obviously has right. very big negative consequences. Right. So, so music affects our emotions always. Yes. Yes, right, classical right. music. I'm yeah. not just you know, not just worship yeah, music. We'll get into it. I think because you know, my my answer to give you my short one is going to come in. It has a lot to do with the motivation, like and why the music's being used and and how it's being employed. And mm. all but that. I'll check out that link though for sure. And we'll a talk little more fodder, about these things. A little fodder. All right. So secondly, she goes the Squires album. Oof. I'm sorry. Be careful. Unpopular opinion, <laughs> but I just cannot get into it. Some lyrics stand out for sure, but vocally just doesn't do it for me. And the comparisons made, Springsteen and DMB, really lock it in. Because I've never been into them either. But still a fun episode. A breakdown of John Mark McMillan's Peopled with Dreams would be a fun juxtaposition to the Squire's Sad Boy soundtrack. (laughs) Ah. Let me just say oh, that know, let me just say that I'm offended that Tanisha has a different opinion than the rest of us. For real, right? You're, just you're start out. You're Can you believe this? How dare she? I will say that John Mark McMillan's producer did produce Andy Squire's record. <laughs> um, but Tanisha, uh, you are of course allowed to have your own opinion, and you're allowed to be wrong about that. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, uh, Tanisha and I have disagreed on music before because, as everyone knows, because I've said it three million times on this podcast, uh, Tanisha is a massive Ashley Simpson fan. Oh, and, yeah. And so, uh, yeah. So we're allowed to disagree about music completely. I did, I did like the TV show. Pieces of Me, was that the name of it? 
I, I don't I, know. I, I, don't know. I, I watched the TV show when I was a teenager. Oh, yeah. That's all what right. I'm saying. All right, let's keep mystery? going. Let's keep going. She's got she's got two more things. Uh, the third one, more Cassidy. She absolutely elevated the conversation and brought a fresh perspective. In a room of veterans, we're vets now, y'all. In a room of veterans, she held her own and proved to be a natural, a voice for today, much needed. Midweek's Terry Gross. Bring her back soon. Tanisha, we, we couldn't agree we more. We couldn't agree more. Is that an we NPR really... reference? Terry Gross? In, yeah, is that NPR? I think we're all looking at each other going... I'm pretty sure it <laughs> I is. I recognize the name, but I'm not familiar with Terry Gross. I'm pretty Gross. sure it is. I'll have our team fact check yeah, that. Yeah, fact check it, because the only thing I ever really listened to on NPR is... Wait, wait, don't tell me. Um, anyway, that's, I'm just being honest. Uh, I've heard a couple of eps of you know This American Life and things like that. Ira Glass. See, I know an NPR name. There we go. Is it... What is it called? Tiny Desk? Yeah, the tiny, tiny desk, desk concert. Very oh, cool. Those are great. Yeah, NPR. Yeah, great. Um, she's NPR. Terry Gross. All right, sweet. Um, last thing she goes for birding. I am by no means the OG bird watcher. That goes to the Kittingers. It's been a fun thing to do with Ezzy over the past few years, and that Sunday Jonathan preached on birds was also the same sermon he mentioned Kim Kardashian and Marilyn Monroe and the Marilyn Monroe dress. And as a lover of birds, identification, and pop culture slash fashion, that sermon will live in my top five for a good while. Wow. Okay, that's all. It's nice to know that it makes the top five because of birds and Kim Kardashian in the mail. I'm just kidding. I love it. I'm just kidding. No. Uh, Tanisha is, 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 yeah, she's the one that's gotten me onto the identifying of birds here as of late. I'm using this app called Merlin. Did I already talk about this? You did. I think I already talked about it. You can't talk about bird watching enough, though, Holly's, in my experience. Holly's making fun of me for, for stopping us now all the time when we're outside and opening this app. I, mean, I want to know what this bird is. Anyway, all right. Thank you, Tanisha, as always, for writing in. We love hearing from you. It doesn't matter if you're agreeing with us, disagreeing with us, or whatever. We love it. Thank yeah. you for emailing in. It's just and, good for conversation yeah. starter. And I think, you know, mm-hmm. in light of your disagreements about the Andy Squires album, I think that that uh, really segues nicely into the other email we received recently. That's right. Yeah, so on June 13th, Connor Gato wrote in. We love Connor here. And he wrote in uh, with an email titled, Andy Squires Touring? Question mark, exclamation point. He said, hey, midweek, I thoroughly enjoyed the breakdown of Andy Squire's Poet Priest in the last episode. Shout out to Cassidy for the excellent commentary and insights. Well, at least Tanisha and Connor could agree agree on Cassidy. That Cassidy did a phenomenal job. So great job, Cassidy. Where our unity is. Earlier today, he goes on, I saw on social media that Andy Squires is touring in July and looking to book spots to perform. I believe that you can book him by reaching out over Instagram DMs. All I'm saying is that I would love to hear Poet Priest performed by the man himself in the SVCC Sanctuary. Sincerely, Connor Gato. Wow. Kind of unrealistic, if you ask me. Pretty ridiculous. Yeah, Absolutely. Pretty ridiculous. Pretty insane. Who could ever dream of such a scenario actually unfolding? Well, I've got some news. What? Got some news for you guys. News. Breaking news. Okay. Huge announcement. Breaking Huge announcement. News. Andy Squires is not only coming to Birmingham on Saturday, July 30th to perform songs off of his record Poet Priest. Not only is he coming to Birmingham, he is coming to perform at Shades Valley Community Church. Wow. That's right. Yeah. The audience loves it. And staying at Tanisha's house. He's staying at Tanisha's house. 
That's right. We couldn't afford lodging, so. And I heard that Ashley Simpson is opening for him. Right. Right. That's right. Actually, do you want to say who is opening for him? Uh, Shades, the collaboration Shades, which is myself, Jeremy Moore, and John Ball, and I believe Ashley's going to be singing with us as well. We're going to open up, do a little acoustic set, and then he's going to come out and play and it's going to be an evening of songs and stories with Andy Squires. The, the, wow. cra- the crazy bit of this. Uh, but, 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 oh, sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt, oh, but as good. far as Connor's email goes, he emailed us that we had actually already booked Andy before he even emailed us. Right. We just right. had right. not announced it yet. Uh, yeah, oh, no, oh, that's exactly what I was going to say. Okay, I was going to okay. say the crazy bit of all this is the timeline of it. The day we recorded the breakdown of Andy Squires' episode, later that afternoon, is when John Mark comes to me and Brad and is like, uh, guys, <laughs> we might just got off the phone pull. with Andy Squires. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're yeah. super excited. Are, am, am I allowed to talk about the full weekend? That's up to you. Yeah, okay, sure. Okay, yeah. So not, not only not only will Andy Squires be here on Saturday and play that night, but the next Day on Sunday, the thirty first, he, he will be preaching at Shades Valley Community Church. Yep, uh, Andy has served as an associate pastor for years and years, and so we are excited to have. So we get a full weekend of Andy Squire. So, it, Tanisha, if you really mean what you say about his voice, you may want to skip that Sunday morning. <laughs> I'm just real, kidding, real quick, because we're gonna tell him <laughs> for sure. We real, actually already forwarded your email to him. Yeah, right. just want to get his thoughts. <laughs> And just a few details about this show for Andy Squire. So it is a ticketed event. It's $10. You can purchase on Eventbrite. The link is in the Shades Valley Instagram bio. It's also in the Shades Songs Instagram bio. You can go on there, purchase as many tickets as you like. It will be general admission. The doors will open at 6.30 p.m. that night. The show will start at 7.30. It's just going to be a beautiful night of songs and stories, and we're very, very excited about it. And it's not just open to Shades. Like, send that Eventbrite link to anybody you want to. Hurry up. Tickets won't last. Open to the general public. How many people can we fit in this room? Uh, By fire code, or how many people can we fit in the room? (laughs) Technically, like 700, I think. Let's say we got we put seats in here. I don't think it's seven hundred by fire code. Let's stick with seven hundred. Let's say three hundred. Yeah, with with seats comfortably three hundred to three fifty. Yeah, so let's try to pack. This you get place over three fifty awesome. and it starts yeah. getting uncomfortable. Like you can do it though. Seven hundred. Handy squires. Yep, very exciting. Cool. All right. Well, Jeff is here, so you know what that means. It's time for me to member. Welcome, Jeff. That, that is Jeff singing along with his own Meet a Member song. Do you like, do you like Prince? This is sort of like my Prince version yes. of Meet a Member theme song. Pre-former artist formerly known. Okay, so before the symbol? Yeah, okay. before the symbol. Right. It's great to have you here with us. It is. Thank oh, it's you. so good. Jeffrey, we have it's been looking forward to this day for a long, long time. Hmm. Because we know you're a dedicated <laughs> listener. I am a and, dedicated listener. And uh, you're going to have to get closer. On the I am a dedicated oh, listener. Yeah, yeah. Kiss we, the mic. Well, we've had Park. We've had Park in for uh, her Meet a Member episode, and we have just been waiting. And you're a hard man to get because of your That's work right. schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not anymore. Yeah, I know. You got a new job, and now you get like months and months off. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> what do you do now, Jeff? I teach. No, I do not teach. I'm an RBT, registered behavioral technician at... 
Brookwood Forest, and Mountain Brook. Which no one would ever guess that that would be your vocation based on how you yourself behave. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a fourth grade mentality, so. <laughs> so you fit in well. Oh, well, yes. let's not start there. Let's start at the beginning, Jeffrey. That's Take right. us all the way back. We I don't know any dates. I'm just going to tell you that. Oh, well, right dates are all what's That's important fine. here, clearly. I mean, yeah. you have not seen demonstrations already of us just spitting out facts that we this don't know is, if there are any bases. This is for. more of a rigid history. We've we need dates, times, locations. Just kidding. Okay. So no, but we need to understand whatever this is that's here with us now. So take us all the way back to the beginning. Where does the story of Jeffrey begin? <laughs> oh Lord, that's this is how we do it. That's too much. Where were you born? I was born on Krypton. <laughs> no, I wasn't born on Krypton. Oh, I was crypto. not born on Krypton. I was born in Oxford, Mississippi. Oh. Yeah. I don't think I knew that. I, I was. My dad was at the University of Mississippi. What, would, what was he doing there? He was in school. Uh, <laughs> I didn't Brad. know if he was a professor. Great question, or, Brad. I mean, Brad. <laughs> Brad's looking for scandal right here. These the questions beginning. are easy. Go ahead. Continue. <laughs> well, what was his major? Aquatic biology. All right. Oh wow! Tell us yes. about. Yes. Wow, aquatic biology. Okay. So, so how long were y'all in Mississippi? Not. I told you not to ask about dates or times. Just generally, Ish. like you remember Mississippi. I was a baby when we moved to f- the metropolis of Phil Campbell, Alabama. Where is that? That is between the other metropolis of Florence, Alabama, and Tuscaloosa. Okay. And then I moved to Florence, and I went. I spent all my life in Florence, and and, and that's Florence. it. Now you're it's here. Florence. Now, what did your dad do in Florence? He was an aquatic biologist, Brad. Mm, he really <laughs> followed that education. Yeah, yeah. Florence he did it. Really, he did it really close to the yes. sea. It's no <laughs> Tennessee, Tennessee River. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Do you miss Florence ever? He goes back. Like every year, every to Florence. Yeah, yeah that's where my time. parents. Is live. that where Cassidy's from? Yeah, no, Cassidy's She's from, from Fairhope. Fairhope. That's I knew it was way down similar. South. Okay, never mind. Yeah, so I, I stayed in Florence. Florence is all right. Florence, yeah. you know, it's a co- quote unquote college town, mm-hmm. University of North, North Alabama. Alabama. Yeah, I've, oh, seen, yeah. I've seen the lion. Is it a lion or a tiger? It's a lion. A lion. Yeah. It's so, a lion. So what was your childhood like growing up? I got in trouble a lot. This is hard yeah. to picture. Yeah. It was fine. It was, I mean, playing out in the yard and fishing and now, do you have getting any, in trouble. Do you have any siblings? I don't have any. Because I definitely don't know the answer to that <laughs> question. Leah is my dumb sister. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Leah. You're not dumb. You're just stupid. I bet there's someone listening that just found that out for the first time. Right. I guarantee you. You think? And then yes. I have a brother who lives in Nashville. Um, we moved, or I went to school in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, at the Capstone at Titletown, USA, at wait, the University wait, of Alabama. Wait, wait, you're getting what you're moving way too fast through this. Way too fast yeah. through this. Okay, let's let's back up. You're the oldest of your siblings, right? I am the oldest of my siblings. I yeah, I'm the oldest of my siblings. Felt like there was more there that you were wanting to say. Uh, yeah, it was just it would open up things for you. That's so. what we want here. I'm curious if you grew up in church at all. I did. I became a believer at 11 years old what at Vacation of? Bible School. Oh, wow. Yes. Do you yeah. remember the theme? It was hell. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. I not, don't. Not surprising. <laughs> Man, that, uh, 
That I, will get you. I never, I never into quite it. had that theme at VBS. We were always like on a farm or yeah. like Olympics, exactly. or I mean, just they're just on the nose over there. It, we don't play around in Florence. It's it, we get they get us at an early age. Now, now VBS. What, Welcome what, to hell. What kids. kind of church was this? Is this a Baptist church? It's a Baptist church. So you grew up in a Baptist church. I did. Mm. <laughs> well, I just wouldn't. <laughs> That would have been my guess. Uh, uh, yeah, I did. I grew up in a Baptist church, in a small Baptist church. And, yeah, man. That's but what, what, what happened at VBS? You got I mean, saved. I got saved. Brad, these are, are easy. You, do you want to talk about that? Or do you <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I, I don't actually remember the, um, like the topic. I just felt the Lord. Mm. And so... Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, in Baptist churches, you have the benediction, and you go up, and I did that whole thing and got yep. baptized. Yeah. And I will say, I believe I was a believer at that point. Mm-hmm. So I kind of fell off the deep end mm-hmm. in high school and in my first year in college, and but still going to church. Mm-hmm. Like, like every Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Even when you went off to college? Um. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. So it was there was this instilled in me for some reason, you know, this you go, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter how good you are, it doesn't matter you go to church. Mm. And so I would do that and then I kind of got away from my friends, got got out of that culture and to get out of it fully, I went to the University of Alabama. And it was just me and my brother, still going to church, still reading my Bible out of every day, and getting nothing out of it. It was all like, this is what you're supposed to do, so read the words, and, you know. Mm-hmm. And so um, I met my beautiful wife, mm. Park. Park we, were, we both had education classes together. And who are you texting? At Alabama. I'm not. I'm checking the air conditioning. Oh, okay. It feels warm to me. We're listening, even if Jonathan isn't. <laughs> yes. My word. I um, did turn on the AC <clears throat> earlier. Yeah. This is a serious conversation, Jonathan. <laughs> listen, listen. I'm still a little disappointed. I still want to know a little bit more about young Jeff. I want to know what young you, Jeff let me, was like. I'll go back mm. to that. Can okay. I go sure. back we'll, to we'll yeah, you go back. back. Yeah. This is your story. Who's in charge, Brad? You or Jonathan? Huh? Nobody's in charge. John Mark's the producer in this room. John Mark's in charge. Okay. I like yeah. what you're doing, Jeff. You know, I have, Jeff, I have no problems yeah, with I, what I'd you're doing. I'd say you're in charge right now. Okay. Out of here, Jonathan. I quit. <laughs> quit. Um, so, yeah. so I meet Park. She turns me on to um, Young Life. She turns me not Young Life. You got me flustered, Brad. You got me flustered. Not Young Life. Um, Campus Crusade. And she introduces you. She introduces me. I almost said Young Life again. Campus Crusade. She introduces me to Campus Crew. Crusade. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's through that that I start like kind of taking my walk a little bit more seriously in a way that I'm open to what the Lord has to say. And I, I went through, I went through this time where Park and I we we were kind of dating, kind of not dating. We were going back and forth to my house in Florence and we'd have these conversations and I grew up the way I grew up is I can remember a time in youth group where um, this guy spoke to us and he said um, this is the way you pray 
you um, ask the Lord to forgive you. You tell him all your sins, and if you don't tell him all your sins, then he doesn't hear your prayers. It was very legalistic, very... Ugh. And so that's, <laughs> that's what I'm. That's word. that's what I'm. Gr- that's what I'm grow- have grown up with, and that's what I still have in college. And I'd have these conversations with Park, and she was like, "You are f- you're forgiven when when the Lord when when the Lord died for us, He died for our sins, and you are forgiven and chill, basically." <laughs> and we would have these conversations. It's through that I started gro- growing. Chill, Martin Luther. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, bro. Martin Luther, chill. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know who you are, dude. But chill. Martin Luther, the church reformer, he was obsessed with okay, his sin. He was constantly confessing. He was constantly, yeah, then definitely chill, Martin Luther. <laughs> yeah. So, so through that, I felt like that's when my walk started. Mm. It took this one step up. And yeah. then I can go back at this point. Yeah. Or Well, one of the things I was going to ask is I have a very similar story. Mm-hmm. Where at a very young age, I uh, admit, believed, confessed, I was baptized, and I believed, I believe it. Then mm-hmm. I went through a, a season of rebellion. But I feel like it's only recently that I've really uncovered some of the roots of that rebellion mm-hmm. and what was going on. And really, at the time, it was this deep desire for connection, mm-hmm. for belonging, for acceptance. And <clears throat> I w- the narrative is not just that I'm a crazy partier or what yeah. have you. It's that I really had these deep things that I wasn't receiving. And so I'm just curious if you've done any reflection on that oh, yeah. part of your life. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It, for me, it was, I can never hit that bar. I can. Mm. Ne- I, I try to hit that bar and I always screw up and I try to hit that bar. So, you know, in my college years, I'm like, why even try? Yeah. I'm not even going to try. I'll go to church, but... I'm not trying. I'm not trying. It's too hard. Yep. Was there anything else you were going to say about that? Because you said you were going to circle back, and then I interrupted you. I'm well, sorry. well, I had. There's. I felt okay. So I felt like my walk with the Lord took a step up during college, mm-hmm. and then after college, there was another. I felt like there was another step up of just intimacy with the Lord, and I can talk about that now, or I can go back and we can talk about some of the fun stuff in high school yeah give us give us a couple of fun stories from high school Mm. yes what was what was jeff like like were you like a skater were you i was i was a skater i liked punk rock music um and that's all i did basically was did you date skate oh yeah i had a girlfriend for like six years like like through my through my high school career and two years into college like like had one girlfriend one girlfriend dude wow yeah, we were, we were serious. Mm-hmm. It's as serious like it. as a high school yeah. relationship can be. Where does your love for music come from? Given where you grew up and kind of that yeah. environment, Did your parents like music a lot. Is that no? Okay, no. My so dad liked country music, okay. and my mom liked worship music, and both those are like. Was it was it more just young teenage angst and wanting to be? Should we mention that he's an elder now that he's like <laughs> said he doesn't know who Martin Luther is and just dissed on worship music? And you're supposed to like country yeah. music. And welcome yeah. to Shades Valley. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, you cannot. You can love the Lord. And still think that a lot of our worship music. Is oh no, absolutely. We oh, yeah, we, we have those conversations yeah. Yeah. all the time. We, I'm yeah. just I'm a worship with leader. I think right. it is. I'm just messing with yeah. you. Yeah, but no. My here's the thing. My grandmother got me Kiss Rock and Roll Over. 
Oh, dude. Yeah, and she didn't know anything about him. She just saw that Your they grandma. had they were clown looking people on the front. Yeah. yeah. Kiss, dude. Yeah, and then she bought me Rapper's Delight, and that is foul. <laughs> <laughs> that is foul. You're not wrong. And it. Thanks, so, so what were so, you? So, so, okay. so Kiss kind of sowed the seed musically, to, and then you eventually yeah. got to all the punk rock. Yeah, and then I got I, it. Kind of grew into the yeah. punk rock, and yeah. it was a lot of that was, oh, you like this, mom and dad? No, I like this, and right, you know, yeah, that's and, fun. And then there's just the it. You get into the love of it. I love, right. I love all that. Kind that's of cool. So. so, did you have any other interests or hobbies? Did you play any sports? I played soccer through college. No. Not through college, through high school. Oh, I was like, dang, Jeff. I was a professional soccer player. <laughs> I played through, I played, I was on the varsity team. Yeah. From freshman year to senior year. Okay. Now, that was the first soccer team ever at coffee. <laughs> so. Don't sell yourself short. Yeah. Well, I am. <laughs> so, I, play, you, I played soccer. I skated. I mostly skated. I skated a ton. And, um. We went to shows, and like there are never shows in Florence, so we'd go to Huntsville. Sometimes I would tell my parents I was spending the night with a friend, and then he, he would tell his parents that he was spending the night oh with me, and then we would go to Huntsville and see shows and then come back. Mm. And that's when I was introduced to hardcore music the first time was in Huntsville. Wow, what band? Do you remember? I don't know. Just some random local band? Yeah, some random local band. It wasn't very good, but I liked it. And this it. was probably like, when was this? The 90s? This was, yeah, it was the 90s. And yeah. you still love hardcore music. You quoted a hardcore song on Sunday. I did, and I actually went to a show a couple weeks ago. I and saw that and in light of that, I really want you to tell the story um, of your most, I don't know if it's your most recent, a recent experience you had uh, oh, in, in, in the mosh pit. Still loving hardcore music. Okay. Was this Sloss? It was it was Furnace Fest. Furnace Fest. Um, and y'all should we talked about this earlier. Y'all yeah. should have Chad on here. He yeah. He's got we should reach stores. out to Chad. See if he can come. I up. know he's not a member here, but you should at least talk to him. He oh, used we, to we go to church here though. Meet right? up. Yeah. 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 So um, there's this festival called Furnace Fest, and it was back in the 2000s, early 2000s, and. So they had their 20-year anniversary, maybe? Something like that, sure. Yeah, um, seems right. And I went, and I, as most of you know, I'm old. I'm 53. <laughs> and I went to that, to that festival saying to myself, I am not going to dance because <laughs> I will get hurt, and I don't want to get hurt. And so, man, it was the first day. It was the first stinking day. And we were out there. We were watching this band called Evergreen Terrace, which – if you like hardcore music, they're really good. If you don't, don't listen to them. <laughs> they are not a Christian band. Um, but they're not that bad. Anyway, sidetrack. <laughs> so, so I'm sitting there, and, and in hardcore music, they have what is called the pit. And the pit is where everybody's dancing. They're swinging arms. And occasionally, they'll do this thing called um, a circle pit where everybody's just running around in circles, mm -hmm. just dancing. And so I'm like, oh, this is, I got, I'm going to do it. So I get out there and I'm dancing. I'm feel like I'm killing it, and people start patting me on the back and giving me high fives. And I'm like, bro, I am killing this. <laughs> I am dancing so feeling pretty good, good about right now. Yes, yeah. I'm like, 
people don't even know. They think this beard is dyed or something. And so I'm going around, and the song ends. I don't get hurt. And after the set, this dude comes up, and he's probably 19 or 20. And, and he comes up, and he shakes my hand. He's like, bro, how old are you? <laughs> and I'm like, I've, that's why people were high-fiving me and slapping me on the back. And he says, stay in the pit, man. Stay in the pit. And I'm like, they had mad respect. not your charity case. <laughs> Someone brings a They're walker like, They out. don't even know you're like best friends with the organizer of right. the entire event. And they're probably behind my back going, don't hit this dude. Do not. Go easy on. He, yes, he's old. On grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, well, um, so before we get to, uh, you, you were going to move on and, and tell us more about your spiritual journey after college. But before we do that, uh, there's two things we need to do. Uh, and the first one is I need to hear a little bit more about how you and Park met from your perspective. Oh, my gosh. Let's pause on, like, your spiritual journey and just tell me more. I know they intertwine a little bit, but but tell me about you and Park meeting, first impressions, all that kind of fun stuff. Because you even mentioned, like, there was a point at which you and Park were kind of dating, kind of not. I, I need more on that. Okay. Mm. So... I love my wife. Let me just say that. It's a great start. I love her. <laughs> when I first met Park, I was in a class, and I'm the type of person, and you're going to find this hard to believe, Jonathan, who sits in the back of the class. Can't what? believe it. Yeah. So I'm sitting back there. I don't want... Probably barefoot. Oh, these were these were my hippie years. <laughs> And I've got Birkenstocks on at this point. I'm sorry, John, uh, John Mark. Like closed toe Birkenstocks? Please tell me they were closed toe. Have you been talking to somebody? No, I, I just, I, what year was this? That these was were, a vibe. These were popular yeah. when I was in like middle yeah. school, which I'm assuming is probably about college for you. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yes. So I'm sitting back there and Park comes in and I don't know her at this point. This is like first day of school or whatever. And she goes up front and she's like, excuse me, everybody. I'm like, want to make an announcement? That sounds exactly like Park. <laughs> this is, I'm just telling you what I heard. What yeah, I heard. Yeah, yeah, Go ahead. And she's like, Campus Crusade tonight at 7 o'clock. And I'm immediately like, ugh. <laughs> because I'm not that person. And so she comes in. And I don't can't remember if she sits next to me, but she sits part doesn't have any problem sitting at the front of the class, number one. <laughs> but so throughout the course of the year, I'm dating this other girl and it's kind of a rebound from the girl I dated for six years. Yeah, no doubt. And um Park comes in and she we kind of talk and stuff and um she ends up sitting next to me. And Park, I don't know if you guys know this about Park, but Park likes to talk. And the thing that Park likes to do, too, when she's in college is talk while the teacher is talking. Oh. And the teacher is looking at us, and I'm just like, I don't want anybody to notice me. I'm already struggling in this class. Shh, shh. But so there's that. Then she take my shoes, and she stole my shoes, and she would wear them. And then I have crooked pinkies, right? I'm, it's one of your more endearing I, I used to be very... Um, 
very self-conscious. Self-conscious. Thank you, Brad. Yeah. That Brad, that's why you read so many books and you have your little segment because you know big words like <laughs> self-conscious. It's a big word. <laughs> Maybe not little segment. The big segment that carries the show. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, she one day she like stops class and she's like, "Guys, you have got to see his pinkies." <laughs> and I'm like, what the oh, crap, wow, man! So much for hiding. Yes, man. So, but all of that to say, it sounds like she's doing all the things you. She love. was doing all the right things. <laughs> she really caught my heart. <laughs> now we ended up being really good friends, and we didn't date for a little while, but we kind of liked each other. Mm. So, that's how, how long were y'all friends before you did it? A couple of years. How'd you ask her out eventually? Wow. Oh, man. Have you talked to somebody? No, I haven't. I, these are just the questions we ask. Oh, normally. my gosh. So I... so I, Man, y'all should have been asking her these questions, too. Uh, we I probably, probably did. did. She, you got her. See, she... Hers is propaganda. <laughs> it, I love it. This is always how it is. Yeah, no, so so I asked her to go versions. to Jurassic Park. Okay. Uh, the wow. first movie. Yeah. Um, I don't a, know what that year that really is. That's a really good one. Probably 94, 93. That, 93. Yeah. My, my 90. eldest sister, uh, Jurassic Park was her and her husband's yeah. first date. So we, go, so we go to Jurassic Park. I paid for it. I paid for her food. I went and picked her up. I drove her there. Do you and wanna, I drove her home. Do you want a reward or something? <laughs> I want something. <laughs> I mean, th- these days that would cost $1,000. Yeah. 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 Just on gas alone. Yeah. Right, forget the movie ticket. So yeah. we're pulling up. We're pulling up to the to her house. Yeah, like you said, I want to kiss or something. Oh, on the <laughs> first day, yeah, on the cheek or something, dude. Come on. Oh my lord. And she opened the door. I had a nice time, and out she goes. <laughs> Just she said it. it wasn't a date. Later on, she said I didn't think that was a date. Wow. All of that stuff defines a date. So then, so then, that's about when summer is coming up and school is over. And man, John Mark is on his phone. Sorry, <laughs> I'm, I'm listening kidding. to I'm everything. Messing Jeff. With you. I'm messing with you. I'm sorry. I love that you're you. calling everybody out. It's so well, good, Jeff. I'm listening. Thank Brad. Thank you. Yeah, John Mark. You were. I mean, John Jonathan. You were listening that time. I felt like you were glazed a little bit, but anyway. Anyway, so school is over. I try to call her. She doesn't answer the phone. 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 A year goes by. Two years go by. No, no, I'm sorry, just a year. Oh, it felt gosh. like two years in my heart. It yeah, felt like two yeah. years. This is after the Jurassic Park day. Yeah. And so, and so afterwards, when we, when we kind of, we had classes all together after that. And so we talked about it and stuff. And she was like, the Lord told me not to call you, but for you to call me. And I'm like, what? I'm leaving messages. <laughs> and she's like, no, nope, I had to answer the phone, da 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 And I'm like, whatever. And there was that, yeah. <laughs> and we ended up dating. We ended up dating, actually, in... Um, Miami, we went to Miami with a Young Life, why do I say, keep saying Young Life, with a Campus, Campus Crusade Cruise. trip, and we ended up dating there, and, man. Hey, when did you know that you wanted to marry her? Was that, 
is that a just a stock question? This is this is hard hitting journalism. That's what this is. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jeff is convinced someone <laughs> has fed us information on what to ask. I don't uh, know. We're all me. sitting here he with blank. <laughs> this is blank devices okay, just okay. asking questions. Yeah. Um. I don't like, dude. I didn't ask her to marry me until like I think two years after college. So how long have y'all been dating at that point? Two years. How'd yeah. you propose? But we were. Yeah. yeah. Oh uh, man, uh, we like. We like went on a. I'm not even going to get into the whole thing. It'd take too long. But we went out. Okay, I'll get into it. <laughs> you look like you're about to need to defend yourself. I'm yeah. not. No, but I'm going to tell you this, and it's kind of cheesy. And I came up with it, and I know you guys are going to give me a hard time about it later. Listen, yes. so I'm, no, wait, wait, wait. Time out. I won't, Jeff. And I'll tell you why I won't. You are going to do it the no, most. No, 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 no. I'll tell you why I won't. I won't. Because however cheesy your proposal was, mine was cheesier. Okay, and and we both came, we both proposed during yeah. the same era. It was the pre like you've got to craft this amazing yeah. proposal because it's going to live forever on social media. Yeah, it's got to it's got to meet like the movie Say Anything standards. Right, 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 right. It's yeah. got to be holding a a boombox in front of their window. Right. Yeah. Now we we proposed before any of that. Yeah. So, like, was anybody Did else we? present? So, at, uh, was anybody else present in your? Pretty old no, movie no, 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 no. Yeah, nobody else was uh, present no, no, at my no, proposal, no. but me and Holly. Like, Dude, now, it's a good movie, though. It is good. People have like photographers. In your eyes, the light, the heat, your eyes. We're having like four conversations. Your eyes, see the doorway. A thousand churches, your eyes. I thought it was fruitless searches. Uh, there is, so there's a bunch of okay, lyrics. I don't okay. know the, the word. The day you proposed, did y'all have Gabriel. a party that night? No. See, we proposed in the same era okay. before any of that was a thing. So here's what happened: we had this thing back in college, which was creative dates. Well, we have you ever heard of that? Nope. Not, I have not. Where I didn't go to college? You didn't go to college? This no. isn't this isn't like a college thing. I think this is yeah, John Mark. Jeff's you might as well just was. leave the room because you're not. All right, John Mark. Don't, don't you love the let fact me, that let he me was get back on my phone though? real quick? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can just talk to Ashley now yeah, for a little. Okay. Um, okay so creative dates. So creative date is like when you go and you like have a scavenger hunt or you. Oh see, yeah. See, I saw the smile. I saw the smirk. The I slight smirk, Brad. No. So we did not. We did not do that. But we did like I recreated our college years, and we that's awesome. And we ended up um, that overlook over Birmingham. Yeah, and I got down on my knee and dude, see that's romantic. And that's so, awesome. Yeah. That's romantic. Oh, that's good. So, simple. That's straightforward. It's great. Yeah, it's beautiful, you. man. Wow. Thank you. Thank it's you. beautiful. Thank you. Look at that fun encouragement, fun Jeff. That. It's encouragement. Thank you, Jonathan. See, yeah. I knew you were my pastor for a reason. <laughs> Anyway, see John Mark, what you uh, missed. You could have gone to college and you gone can turn your head insanely on, in debt, Thank so you. you could do this right. creative date thing. Right. <laughs> the things you learn Student in college, debt. John Mark. I'm telling you. Oh my word. Man. Anyway, all right. Well, I told you we had two things we needed to do before okay. we moved on with your spiritual story, and one was talking about meat and park, but the second is the lightning round. Lightning round. Lightning round. This is the lightning round, Jeff, where we're going to ask you some questions. We want the answer that immediately comes to your mind. So don't think about it. Don't Ooh, think dangerous. if it's appropriate or not. No. Don't think if you would want it out for the entire world to hear. Just answer. Respond. That's the fun of the lightning round. All right. Let's start 
with my first question, Biden or Trump? <laughs> no. No, I'm kidding. No. I'm kidding. This... John Mark, you wow. can ask the... <laughs> wow. <laughs> he told you it was hard-hitting yeah. journalism. John Mark has his first question. Go ahead, John Mark. Katie Britt or Mo Brooks? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> totally kidding. <laughs> my goodness. How do you like your eggs? That's what I was thinking you, like your you were going to say. Over easy. No, over medium. If you could go anywhere on vacation, where would you go? Probably Alaska. What was your favorite toy growing up? Oh, uh, Millennium Falcon. First celebrity crush. Cheryl Ladd. What? Well, who is that? What? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, do, you, do either of you know? The name sounds familiar. I know the name. I was about I... to say, you're the movie buff. Look her up. Cher- Look her Cheryl up. Cheryl Ladd. She what's, was, what's she movie? was, what movie? She was um, on Charlie's Angels. Oh, okay. okay, okay. Oh, yeah. Lady. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, name a pet peeve that you have, Jeff. Crunching food. Best Alabama football game you've ever been to? Every one of them. <laughs> Come on now. Can you give me, did you go to a bunch when you were, in, when there, you were there? There were some Iron that was, uh, yeah. was that a Gene Stallings era, correct? Gene Stallings. I saw the 92 championship okay. game. You did. You I were... didn't go there. I saw it on TV. Okay, you saw it on yeah. TV. Yeah. First word that comes to mind when I say Auburn University. <laughs> Sucks. <laughs> What's the most beautiful place you have ever been? And you can't say Auburn. Not Auburn. <laughs> um, probably Yellowstone. No, Yosemite, Yosemite. I haven't been to Yellowstone. If, so, if you could only go to one park, would that be the park that you pick? Yeah, probably. Out of all the ones you've been to already. Have you been to Glacier? <laughs> yes. Do you know how many parks you've been to? National parks. 28. Do you know how many there are? 62. Good gravy. Wow. That's more than I thought. Can you do a cartwheel? Yeah. Prove it. <laughs> <laughs> I just did it. Yeah, we can verify. Jeff just did a cartwheel <laughs> right, in the studio. This is going to be really difficult, but best concert you've attended or show? Oh, man. Um, been the same, but. Explosions in the sky. Really? Where at? Uh, wow. at uh, for a hardcore person. Oh yeah, dude. It, oh, oh when they gosh. came to Iron City, mm-hmm. I was there. That was, was a great it show. It was a good show, wasn't it? They were so good. And you know who else? I you two, um, yeah. on the Zoo tour was really good. Ooh, the night you got nineties U two. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness gracious! Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that was really good. Yeah. Jeff, do you have a morning routine that might be a little unusual or different? I make myself gag when I brush my teeth. <laughs> I have to, and I have to gag three times. Oh, isn't? <laughs> I was with you until you said three times. I was like, I, I gag when I brush my teeth. Isn't there something else that you do though? You no what? What have you been told, Brad? What? Yeah, tell me. See, I told y'all y'all had stuff. I oh thought, my word, we do not. I thought you've told me before. This is from you. Okay. That you wake up. You get ready, you put your clothes oh, on, yeah, you brush yeah, yeah, your yeah, teeth, yeah. You, want you, that, eat, yeah. you eat breakfast, yeah. and then That's you get weird. back into bed under fully the clothed. covers, fully clothed, <laughs> and sleep for like 10 more minutes. 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Oh, my word. Wait, you do this every morning? During work, yeah. I got to have a couple of more minutes, man. Yeah. I need a couple of more minutes, and I like... I'm not just going to... Okay, here's the thing. It's either... Get ready, sit down in a chair, and fall asleep in the chair, or get under the covers and snuggle up to park. I'm going to snuggle this. up to park. Do you have I your shoes so on? Much. No, my socks are okay, on. Okay, okay. I'm not crazy. 
<laughs> I saw this thing uh, the other day. It was like one of those, you know, you know how like um, BuzzFeed will put out all these different like lists of stuff and all of that. And it was a list of like insane things that aren't normal that happen in the movies. And that was one of them. They said that it is insanely common for characters in movies to get into bed with their shoes on. <laughs> And that nobody in real life actually does that. And they did all this. All They had all these pictures of times it happens in movies. You'd recognize all of them. Look it up. That's crazy. All right, moving Jeff, on. what's the fastest speed you've ever driven in a car? Driven or ridden? Driven and ridden. Ridden, 100. Driven, probably close to 95. Who would play you in a movie? It's actually really surprising to me. Who would play me in a movie? Bruce Willis. <laughs> Good choice, yeah, actually. Yeah, thank you. Desert Island, you can take three books. Can't be the Bible. <laughs> what books are you taking? Oh, probably, um, man, Come The on. Hobbit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm. Um, and I would take The Hobbit over The Lord of the Rings. Wow. Because that was my first love. He's just like waiting if for the, Jonathan to push back. No, if The Lord of the Rings... Counted as three separate books. Why are I, you laughing? I would. Mark? I would I'm agree. Just waiting for the response. I would agree. If Lord of the Rings was three separate books and that was all my books, then yes, yeah. I would only take oh, the Hobbit. Wow. If Lord of the Rings is in a single volume and it only counts as one book, I'm taking that. Anyway, I'm taking the Hobbit. What else? I said three. Um, and I'm taking um, probably a probably Lonesome Dove. I love that book. I've heard I've great read things. it like I've three or four it. times. It is not for children, but okay. I've heard it's really, really well written. Now, is that the same as the movie that they made, the Lonesome Dove Ugh. movie? The, yeah, it's not the same. I mean, it's the same, but it's based not. off the book, yeah, yeah, but yeah. not the same. Yeah, and then um, I would probably take something by Wendell Berry. Mm. I like Wendell Berry. What's your favorite Wendell Berry book? It is. Oh crap! Now, sorry. It's name some, and I'll tell you. J. Bar Crow, Hannah no. Coulter. Hannah Coulter. There you go. It's Hannah Coulter. I love. I've read all of those books. His poetry. I'm like, whatever. It's poetry, but the <laughs> the stories are good. Jeff, outside the Bible, if you could have dinner with anyone from history, who would you pick? Oh, probably Tolkien. Mm. Favorite soda. But you know what else? I'm going back to that. Sorry, go back to yeah, it. Yeah, Since yeah. we talked, John Mark's got a Nirvana shirt mm -hmm. on. I would love to go back and just. I want to talk to, I want to talk to Kurt Cobain, to know, like honest talk. Yeah. Like mm. I want to know That'd your history. I want to know what made you you. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but Tolkien, go ahead. And you have a favorite soda. Diet Coke. All day, every day. I figured. And I am unashamed by it. I'm unashamed. How many Diet Cokes do you drink a, a day? A thousand. <laughs> now, I know you love... It's not as many as I was thinking. You love a ton of music. Do you have... It's really hard for me to answer this question, but maybe like... Let's do like a top three or top five. Like, who are your bands, artists? Uh, you mean name a bunch of bands that nobody else will know? <laughs> just please, just give mm -hmm. me your top five. Okay. I like Turnstile right now. Mm -hmm. I like um, Be Well. Okay. Um, have you ever heard of them? No, but I have Ooh. heard of Turnstile. Be Well is like guys from Converge. And, oh, oh, okay, um, okay. Yeah. 
anyway, it's like a super band, one of the super bands. Okay. And then um, there's this band that I like a couple of their songs and I can't stop listening to called Knocked Loose. Yep. They're heavy. Yep. Heavy. Um, um, I love um, Sleeping Giant. That's a go-to. I l- actually listened to them today. And I just like Jonathan when he sings. Oh, that's sweet. Wow. I've only got one question left, so do you guys have anything? Let's all do one more. Jeff. What, Brad? Who inspires you? You. No. Park. In all seriousness, Park. She is. Why does she inspire you? Because she puts up with my junk. Because she's the mother of five. Because she has, to me, she has wisdom that is not matched by many people. Mm. And she hears the Lord. And we're going to end the lightning round on that. Oh, <laughs> scared me. <laughs> it scared me. We're going to end on that. We can't top that. That was oh, good. Great job, Jeff. That was great. Great job. Thank you. Thank you. That was awesome. All right, sir. Well, um, to kind of wrap up and do just the last portion of this interview, we want to hear uh, the rest of your spiritual journey, including how you and Park end up here. It shades. So kind of start with where you left off. You said that once you got married, like you kind of your your spiritual journey like took this next step. Okay. So we got married. We moved here after college. We got married. Um, a friend of hers, um, Kyle and Susan Justice, who are related to um, Lee Kate. Oh, before no she was a hump, she was a justice. Oh. Kyle is her she is Kyle's sister. Oh. Um they told us about this church, and we came here, and it was back when this church was at Shays Valley High School, when Shays Valley High School was at, like, where the zoo, near the zoo. Wild. Yeah. And so... Um, what year was that? Just kidding. Oh, my gosh. Who was the pastor? <coughs> Sorry. We don't, have, we don't have a cough button yet. Sorry. Dang it. We're working I on can it. edit all that out. Okay. So, um, all of, I just coughed once. <laughs> I was just reassuring you if oh, thank it was you, going you. to be yeah. <laughs> in your head the whole time. Okay. Hey, I see, just as an aside, I see Rocky over there. Those yeah. are such good movies. Yeah, I've got all of them except for, well, I guess except for the new one. And I, have, I, don't, have the, I don't have Creed. Yeah. Creed 1 oh, or 2. Yeah. But. I would say, I'm going to say this just to make John, John Jonathan mad. Uh-huh. I would say that Sylvester Stallone in Rocky was a better actor than Mark Hamill in Star Wars. I would agree with that. I went to Taji to get some power converters. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Everyone knows Mark Hamill's Listen, not a great actor. Sylvester Stallone has a lot of good roles. Rambo? Had, yeah. Those first couple? Dude, so I, yeah, dude. I love the Rocky films. Yeah, so, dude. He's so, coming out with a new movie, actually, that looks pretty good. But who was the pastor that. of Shades when you first came? <laughs> okay, way to keep us on task. Um, Mike Garrigan and Don Newell. And What do you remember when you first came? I remember um, that people raised hands here. And I, me coming from a Baptist background, I didn't go to a Baptist back, a Baptist church where they raised hands. I'm like, is this a cult? <laughs> but no, it's not a cult. 
and yes, people raise hands. And that was like, man, that was the first time I was like, I can worship the way I want to worship and not people not think I'm weird. Yeah. And so were were you getting emotional when you were thinking back first coming to Shades Valley? No. Okay. (laughs) It looks like, don't don't his eyes look like they're getting a little teary? Jeff always looks like he's about to cry. I don't always. I am usually on the verge. Okay. It's been a hard few years. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So So you liked that there was freedom to worship. What else did you like about it? Yeah. um, Just the people were awesome. And it's, and Park and I got, not long after we were here, we got involved in working with the youth group. And man, it was just so much fun working with the youth group. We had, at one point, we had like 40 kids in the youth group, and two of them went to our church. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that crazy? That's awesome. And they were all these little hardcore punk kids that skated, and it was just a really fun time. Mm. And um, after... Be careful which stories you tell from that time because I've heard them and I think most of them would be considered illegal now. They would, those are, (laughs) yeah, those, we would get in a lot of trouble. Got some some wild, wild youth group stories. Yes. My, yeah, I won't even go into this. No, you're good, you're good. But yeah. Um, So we did that and then um, eventually we finished up with youth group and we didn't do that anymore and um, we got involved um, with the prayer team, and at that point, it was um, Sharon. The prayer team was Sharon Brush and Daphne. I can't remember her last name. And they would meet in Mike's office, and that was it. And they'd meet before church, and that was it. And I started going, and it was me and these two older ladies. Not older ladies, mature ladies. And... Um, we would just pray, and I learned so much about prayer through then. And then, Park's at this point, Park is the the children's minister, I think. Because y'all have pretty much done everything at Shades. <laughs> yeah. We were cleaning at the time too, which we still are, still do for like a hundred years now. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I can remember at one point Mike asking me who liked to pray and who should be on the prayer team because at this point Sharon was kind of took a step back and Daphne I don't think was going to church there anymore and so I prayed about it and I felt like the Lord was saying that um, the church was a prayer team and so we at that point we started opening it up instead of having specific people there we whoever wanted to come and it's been that way ever since Mm. so So how long have you been on, been on leading the prayer team at Shades. Oh my gosh! Since the nineties. I mean, mm-hmm. Wow. So uh, some somewhere in there though, and this is more broader, but when it comes to prayer and prayer ministry, you guys spend some time at IHOP. Is that is that right? Not pancakes. Not prayer. the pancakes. Prayer. But the International House of Prayer. Kansas we did. City, I, right. Yep. I did. So what was so when was that and that was um. Mike was still here, and um, we had gotten turned on to that, and <clears throat> felt like the Lord was leading us there, and so I did a not an internship; it was like a two-month thingy. So I took okay. sabbatical from work, 
and I did that, and we moved there for two months, and I was like, okay, I'm staying. I want to stay. Lord, can I, can I stay? And the Lord said, no, you can't. And so I felt like the Lord was saying, I want you to take what's happening here, and I want you to practice it in the real world. Because like it or not, I mean, IHOP is awesome. Right. But it's a bubble. Right. You know? And yeah. so I felt like the Lord was saying, I want you to practice it in the real world. So, yeah, Jeff, often when you pray for people, you'll say that the Lord has given you a picture. Would you talk a little bit about how that became part of how you pray for other people? Uh, yeah. So um, I'll try to make this short. Um, so back when um, Mike was wanting me to pray about it, I was praying about it. And um, I felt like the Lord gave me a picture of this nameless, faceless, just mass of kids. And that was the first picture that I can remember. And Mike encouraged me. He said, write this stuff down. And so I was writing it down because that was a new thing for me. And um, that was the first one. And when I say when I say picture, it's sometimes like, like, you know, when you read a book, and I'm like this, maybe you guys are not. But when I'm reading a book, say The Lord of the Rings or whatever, and there's a battle, in my mind, I'm picturing the battle. Right, right, right. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Yeah, I do that. So it's not like this, all of a sudden... Yeah. I, I think everybody does that, even if they don't realize it, because yes. you know one of the mm -hmm. things that will happen is you'll watch a movie of a book that you've read, and you'll be like, oh, this isn't how I pictured yes. it. Yes. You know, Even if you weren't actively... Yes. Like doing that. Picturing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, and, but I think, I do think that some people are more, do that more than others. Oh, so, sure, sure. Yeah. More vivid. Yeah. Yeah. So I felt like I f that's, so when I'm praying a lot of times, I'm just asking the Lord, okay, show me something. Because one of the, one of the things I learned was you don't have to go, when you talk to the Lord, you don't have to go and just ask things. You don't have to, the only time you go is when you ask things. You can go and just sit before him and say, okay, Lord, tell me what, what do you want to tell me? Because the Lord is talking to us, you know. And mm -hmm. a lot of times when I would do that, it would just be these pictures. And at times I would just toss them aside. I'm like, I cannot focus, you know, because these pictures come into mind. And then I felt like the Lord saying, Pay attention to the pictures, idiot. He didn't call me an idiot because he loves me. But he but he was like, pay attention to the pictures. And so I would the Lord would give me these pictures, like if I was reading a book and picturing stuff, and then um I would say, Okay, Lord, I I'm real uncomfortable with just coming up with my own interpretation. Can you give me some verses, please? And mm -hmm. he would give me verses to go along with the pictures or Park is the concordance of our family, so I would tell her, I would tell her, okay, I'm, I've got this verse, I think it's saying this, and she would say, yes, it's, mm. and so, um, is that the question you were asking? I yeah, don't know. Totally. So that's that's how it works for me, and that's how I feel like the Lord talks to me. He talks to me through pictures, and they, I know people where He talks to them through the Bible. I mean, just through Scripture. The majority of people, I think, are probably talked to through Scripture or a word of knowledge, but it has to be backed up by Scripture, you know, because if it's not, then... That's when it gets crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
When did so. you start sharing those pictures with people? Man, Mike, when I told Mike that, he's like, like there would be times when we'd be praying during worship and I'd come and I would tell Mike and, and he was like, you should go share that. And I would go share it. But then I went to this phase where I thought every, every picture has to be shared, you know? And so Mike was like, slow down. <laughs> ask, ask the Lord if you should share it. Right, right. And so those, a lot of those things were for me to direct me how to pray for people. And I also learned that the Lord, he talks to me through pictures and I don't always have to share that picture. He can talk to me and tell me what he wants me to see to pray for them, and then I can just pray for them, you know? Right. And it felt, it didn't feel so um, like it has to be this big production. It felt a little bit more organic in that this is just the way that the Lord talks to me. So he may talk to you different. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, I mean, I'm sure the Lord talks to you through music, dude. I see, I see, I see um, John Mark, and he's he's up there, and he's playing, and he starts, whenever John Mark starts praying, flowing. or you start flowing, mm-hmm. the Lord is talking to you, wouldn't you say? Yeah. And so, I think, I love that that the Lord is creative, and... He uses us and speaks to us in so many different ways. Mm. And I think, I believe that He speaks to everybody. And I don't think you have to be a Beeson graduate for Him to talk to you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I'm just, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, our prayer ministry at Shades, I think it's safe to say, represents our charismatic stream. Bunch of weirdos. I know, <laughs> and I was a little resistant to it at first, but I think what I, I could tell some stories <laughs> about Brad's resistance. About my resistance, I had been burned by some charismatic yeah. circles. I understand that too, yeah. man. Yeah, and yet I think just from being with y'all and seeing how genuine you were, seeing the humility, seeing that there wasn't this overemphasis on the gifts or Mm -hmm. there wasn't this pressure to respond in this certain way. And then I think, like you were saying, how y'all back up everything with Scripture over time. And then just having moments where you would give a picture for myself or my wife, and it was just dead on. It was exactly what we needed to hear. And experiencing the Lord move in that way has just been really powerful. Yeah, I'll just offer two things real quick. One of my own personal experience and then hopefully a word of encouragement for you, Jeff. Uh, coming into Shades was was really a, a fun experience for me and has continued to be in this regard uh, because I had come to the place where I had a theological conviction uh, about uh, the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit and that all the gifts are still active and uh, convictions about what New Testament prophecy is and all this. But I had never been in a church setting where any of that actually operated at all. So it was very easy. It's for, all in theory. Yeah, it's all in theory. It was very easy for me to be like, oh, yeah, of course I affirm, blah, 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 blah. And so I, I come into Shades and I'm like, all right, things about to get real. Um, and, and the Lord did just so much work on me. Uh, and I think, man, I, I just think he really used uh, you and Park and just the whole prayer ministry um, to, to really, I think, I don't know, help me come into a place like that and feel comfortable and confident in the leadership that was there uh, to sit back and watch. And now what's really fun is I, I still run in a lot of circles with a lot of friends who are in the same place that I was for so long. Like they will affirm theologically 
that they believe in the existence of all of these things, but none of them are in churches where any of these things happen. And I'll tell them about what happens at Shades. <laughs> I'll tell them about like last Sunday where Jeff is praying uh, for the dads and just stops mid-service <laughs> and calls out Claire Heard to share with her what the Lord has just said. And they're, and they're all awesome. looking at me like, like y'all do what? What happens? Or I'll talk to them about like Body Life Sunday with right. like an open oh, mic yeah. and they're all freaking out. Um, and I love it. It's great. It's great. Um, but but I, th- I feel like me being able as a pastor to trust the Lord in those situations is the Lord's work through y'all in my life. Um, And then just one last word of encouragement, um, just as far as same thing Brad was saying about pictures. uh, You've shared pictures with me, with all of us at different points in our, our, our lives. And, uh, but two really impactful ones. Uh, One was when I first came to shades Um, and, and I won't share it all right here. It'd be long and drawn out, but, I don't even know if you remember that picture, but I hold on to it. I go back and I revisit it. Oh, all it's the all right time. that I don't. But. Um, and then the other one, I don't know if you listened to Holly's Meet a Member episode. I, I told did. you to. You told me to, and I fast forward. I skipped that other crap, and I <laughs> went straight a good to idea, the Well said, well said. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> because one of the things Holly struggled with for years um, was kind of like assurance right, of salvation just through lies that – I think that the enemy brought against her and I had watched that struggle like up close and personal for, I don't know, like a decade of marriage as long as I'd known Holly. Um, and the Lord worked through a picture that you shared with her and like, dude, like put a nail in the coffin of that. And like, I mean, like just, rock solid confidence in her security in Christ and and yeah so just cool. as a, a word of encouragement cool. that Thank the Lord you. works through you and just as a word of testimony um to the, the reality of the varied ways the Lord works through the variety of gifts in the body of Christ mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so but Thank we appreciate you. y'all man yeah. we appreciate so much what y'all Thank do you. here at Shades and we could sit here for hours more and maybe we'll have you back let's do it and and yeah Get more into something. We'll, we'll, we'll have you right. back just to talk. We should have you and Park on at the same time to talk oh, about prayer. That would, yeah, that prayer would be ministry. Cool. That would be a lot yep. of fun. Totally. Am I allowed to say that Jeff is going to preach in the month of July? He just said Make it, it, so it's happening. There's Make accountability it now. Make it official. Hey, but thanks. Just for just a that. personal request, just a selfish request. It looks like the week that he's going to preach, I'm out of town. Joe Can Mark's we move be that? Can we move that to a week that I'm gonna be here? Is that possible? I don't know. Can we do that, Brad? I don't think we you can. You are the con- you are the you control the schedule. So you do. I have to see Jeff. Are you getting a picture <laughs> about the with a date <laughs> on it? It's lie. just for me. It's all about me. <laughs> yeah. it's, oh my word! I'm just kidding. No, we yeah, are excited, excited about it because you know we figured you'd done everything else at Shades Valley. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Jeff is an elder. I prefer to call it just speaking. <laughs> And not preach. Yeah, we'll see what happens. When <laughs> you, we'll see what happens when once you get up there. What oh, people call it, right? There's something. I don't it's know what it great. is. It's mm. gonna be great. I'm just waiting for the time when he's just right in the middle of it. Goes. Okay, excuse me, Brad. I got a word <laughs> just for you. Brad, get off your phone. See, this is why I want to be there. I want right. to be there for this. <laughs> yeah, I get it. We'll oh. see. No. Well, we love y'all. We love the Stall Cups. And well, we love y'all. If if you, the listener, have any questions for Jeff that Brad missed That's amidst right. his hard-hitting journalism. That's right. Then email in. 
Ask anything email you in. want to. Tanisha, email in. That's right. Because <laughs> I think you're the only one. So She's the only listener. Brad, you want to tell them where? There you have it. Well, email at midweek at shadesvalley.org because here at Shades Midweek, you're part of the conversation. Jeff, any final words? Good. <laughs> We're out.